sit back, relax, and get ready because this is Things Mom Never Said, Secrets to Aging Well. All right. Welcome back, listener, to Things Mom Never Said. Hello. I am April. Hello. I'm Sherry. There you go. The dynamic duo that Uh is your fun in podcast heaven. (laughs) (laughs) That's stretching it. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, we are good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so um, we've got an interesting topic again today, but before we dive into that, uh, we just wrapped up an episode on our heart health and how important that is for women. And so uh, anything you want to add to that discussion? Um, no, I went into the kitchen to pour myself some coffee and picked up the creamer and thought, yeah, I got to do away with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, little every little change, yeah, you know, that's right. it makes a difference <laughs> sooner or later. That's true. Well, I, I'm just still shocked at how prevalent this, uh, disease is in women mm-hmm. and, um, how, how little emphasis there has been on it in our lifetime, yours and mine, mm-hmm. and obviously our grandparents and parents. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's just so, it's so telling that we haven't like, it's, it's, my heart is heavy, if I can say that, mm-hmm. to the fact that we don't know or concentrate on our health more and, right, and right. as women. So maybe we can do better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Change. Yeah. So switching gears entirely because, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this might get your heart racing. Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the topic today is I wish my mom would have told me more about um, changes or actually just sex drive. What was it? What is it? How do we do it? What is, what's going on? Um, and then I, this topic, I know we've talked a lot about sexual health as women in a couple of our previous episodes, but I this one came out of a conversation with a friend where we really don't talk about our sex drive and what it is and why it's concerning. And, and honestly, in, in life, how it changes mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. her, her concern was, yeah, you know, I'm in my marriage and I'm not like sexually aroused and I don't know why. And yeah. it's not, not that my husband doesn't do it for me. It's just that I just can't get there. So out of my conversation with her, this topic reared its ugly head yet again. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I think it's, it's, we should start with like, what is your sex drive? So um, sex drive and libido are the same thing. Your libido is your sex drive. Your sex drive is your libido. It's the same thing, just different word. Um, but the sex drive is, is your, natural tendency to want to engage in sexual activity and or climax from sexual activity um, that is all controlled by your drive or your libido. So that's what it is. Um, But I, I think the misnomer is that we as humans are always on 
and we even have terms for people who always have it on, which is like nymphomaniac. Okay. And that can be, that can be a man or a woman, mm-hmm. um, but somebody who always wants sex, you know, mm-hmm. it's like obsessed with having sex. Yes. Um, you know, we coined the phrase and then we made it naughty. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in your experience, mom, and <laughs> did your mom ever talk about sex drive? No, honey. No. And I, I wasn't watching for it. You know, I wasn't as informed as you girls have been today. Um, yeah, well, different or, times. Well, true. That is true. So no, there was never that talk. And uh, and as I look back at things now, I wish, wish I had known more. Mm-hmm. I wish I had known a lot more as you girls got older so I could have shared and talked with you about all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, how how open and honest are we going to be about all this? Well, that depends on you. I mean, uh, am I going to have to do some major editing, or are we just going to let it go? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm asking. <laughs> well, so I, I guess my first question is, did you ever have, or have you ever had a period of time where you just haven't wanted sex? Yes. Besides your childhood, when you didn't oh, know what oh, sex was. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, Let silly. me preface that. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. During menopause, sometimes it was just like, uh, you know, yeah. they're not interested. But yeah. there's lots of reasons for that. And there, oh, yeah. And I have found there are a lot of things to take care of that. Mm-hmm. There are. We will definitely dive into both. Okay, things. okay. So, I, I mean, I, what you said about, you know, menopause, yeah, that's, that's kind of where um, my, I am and my Gen X friends are, it's, we're in this phase of, you know, menopause, perimenopause, um, where it, it, it's on again, off again, you know, it just really is like a faucet, Um it's you're on or you're off Mm -hmm. and there are moments when you're like yeah i could but it's not the important most important thing on my list uh and yeah and i'd rather not or or it takes me a lot longer to get aroused or to even get to the place of thinking about it Mm -hmm. and that like you said can be uh, from a wide array not just menopausal hormone changes but a wide array of things mm-hmm. could be causing that too so i think that's where you know where we should start is like okay now gen x <laughs> uh-huh. here's 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 what's going on um that maybe your mom didn't tell you uh-huh. and then we can drive into like what's it like after menopause mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from your perspective mm-hmm. okay Okay, right. so that's good. So, lack of sex drive or changes in libido can be caused by physical factors, um, like hormone changes, which we mentioned, but also psychological factors. Mm-hmm. That definitely changes the libido to change, and all of this is normal. Mm-hmm. So, if you've been telling yourself, "Oh, what's wrong with me? I'm so I'm not normal. All my friends are having sex." Well, first, I say bullshit on all your friends having sex all the time right right because that's probably not happening and 
it's normal to lose interest or to have difficulty in climaxing at some stage of your life, not just in menopause. Uh-huh. It can happen whenever. So um, why does it happen? Mm-hmm. Obviously, hormonal changes. Yes. But also because of our bad habits. Number one being stress. Uh-huh. True. Stress in our lives can cause you to be like, I don't want you to even touch me. Uh-huh. Let alone think about it. Right. Because you got so much going on. Right. And uh, along with that, you know, our emotional and mental health changes with anxiety. We can be battling depression. Like all of that comes out of stress. Um, and, and so that's a big major factor in our libido changes. Mm-hmm. Um, probably just as, just as strong as your hormone changes. Mm-hmm. But, oh, go ahead. I, I think another factor, April, is pure ignorance. Well, pure yeah. ignorance. We just don't know what we don't know. That's right. That's, a, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And when you say pure ignorance, what in particular? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I think I was so naive um, when I got married. Um, you know, you hear your girlfriends talk about sleeping with somebody. And and in my mind, uh, I am going, okay, uh, that means we get in the same bed and we sleep. And um, yeah, what? <laughs> That, I just I just giggled because I'm like, Lord, you really did not have the discussion beforehand because no. I know our discussion was crap. So yeah, I can't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, honey, I really. Your mom. I, so, but she didn't know. Yeah. So well, those, she, she did because she had kids. Yeah, so but she, that doesn't mean you understand the uh, the physical body. About it. Well, yeah. yeah, and you don't understand all the little parts in the body that I'm telling you, I think, and I know they have classes at school, but it's mediocre. Um, I think, I think there are many men and women today, my age group that have never really even gone to the point where they really have climaxed, really climaxed. Um, You know, there's, it took us a while to figure it all out. We did that together. And then, um, you know, it just got better and better. But I think I think there's so much that we could learn from reading a book and talking to, to people about what it's all about and, and some of the points that would make a woman feel better or things mm-hmm. that would make a man feel better. So, yeah. And, and people don't talk about any of that. And when you said your friend is saying, oh, gee, uh, my, all my friends are having sex and I'm not. Well, that is because of ignorance of not talking to your friends even and being real about it. So many people oh. don't. That's so true because everybody wants to seem like we've set this bar of normalcy when it right. comes to sex of like you have sex every day. You know, just, mm-hmm. that's just how it is. That's, that's, you're living your best life. Mm-hmm. And that's, that may be some sort of patriarchal bullshit that yeah. has been spewed at us for years to make us perform like performance monkeys, you know, like yeah. that's, that's just not the case. People just don't, life doesn't allow for that all the time. 
unless that's all you're doing, you know, like it, life gets in the way. So yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. To say that you're having it all the time is that's a lie. That's a lie. It's a lie. Yeah, <laughs> so lie. And um, you know, it can be as simple as your husband coming home from work and he's tired and um, he just wants to get in his comfortable clothes and sit down and um, have some Coke or something and just rest, just be there and talk about his day. And, and, well, and when we say Coke, we mean Coca-Cola. That, oh, yes. <laughs> not the seventies. We're not. Okay. Up. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants to have his Coca-Cola, <laughs> yeah. but sometimes he just wants his woman to sit down with him, not ask a bunch of questions and not tell him about her busy day. Just sit down and say, how are you? How was your day? And let him talk because you can be sure, just like us women, when we've had a busy day, there, there are a day period. Every day is busy. Every day has things coming and going. And, you know, they want to talk about it as much as we do. And so I think if we make ourselves available to them, that helps set a tone that slows you down. It slows him down. And then you have a great meal that you're sitting there and you're talking together. You take a walk and, and you de-stress, you declutter in your mind. And um, as, as silly as that may seem, I think that's where the generations before us actually had a little bit on us because the women didn't work outside the home. Now, that didn't mean they weren't busy all day long, but um, somehow uh, they took the time, they refreshed and they were ready um, to have their man come home, not always, but to, to make it a restful place. And if it's restful for him and he de-stresses and it's restful for you and you de-stress, then chances are that you're going to be able to go to that bed and lay there and talk and, and begin to make love. It just, it kind of comes. Wow. I think you just broke down every advancement we've had in female equality. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in, one but, in one statement. But what do you because, want? Female equality or do you want good sex? <laughs> I think you can have both. Well, exactly. Both. And that's what I I'm mean, telling you. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. We're talking about women's libido. Well, I know. I know. We're but, talking about what we need and how we need it. And but, our libido, not it, a man's libido. It, I mean, all I don't goes, know. it all goes hand in hand, honey. That's what I've mm. always tried to tell you. It's not no, me. No. It's not you. It's everybody working together to have that same result. There's more I, to the story. I have a whole lot more to share about it. Okay. Well, so let's just start right there. So here's the situation is, yes, that, that may be the case. But how many women in today's world are able to come home, change into their comfy clothes, share what happened in their day so that their husband listens so well, they that's... can get it all off their chest Yep, and not hear about their husband's day and have someone actually take care to listen to them actively. But and, like, <laughs> I think that's the big problem is that we've, we've shipped life has shifted more women are are breadwinners and mm -hmm. are taking care of not only the home now, but the home 
and their job and everything that the kids are doing, Mm -hmm. which is quadrupled since your day Mm -hmm. of us not doing anything. I mean, we didn't have any activities hardly at all compared to today's kids. And so the, the, the dynamic has shifted to where you can't, you can't say that to women, Hey, sit down and like, listen to your husband and then you'll be able to ease into your evening. It's like, Oh my God, how about if somebody listens to me for once, you know, like it's, it's <laughs> shifted so dramatically that you cannot come out of the gate with that kind of, and like that guidance doesn't fit today's world. I, trying to I say. just, uh, it doesn't fit our society as it is today, but it should. What I'm saying is, well, yes, because somebody has to start the conversation. And if the wife is smart, she'll take the reins and lead all this and make that happen just by leading. But I feel like we are leading everything. So yet again, we have to do one more thing to make it work when we don't feel like it because we're going through all of these other changes and dealing with all of this other stress. Right. And sometimes it will be the men because sometimes the men are more capable and their personality and their emotions are better at this. You know, it does not really matter who starts it. That's, that's what I believe, but it has to start somewhere. You have to gear yourself down, help them gear down, and um, then it'll flow much easier. It just, it so, does. So that's the case if stress is your monkey. If stress is the reason why you have a low libido, then that fits. But mm-hmm. what happens if it's your lack of exercise that's causing it, or your poor nutrition that's causing it, or your chronic pain that's causing it, or the chronic illness like diabetes, or mm-hmm. autoimmune disease, or lack mm-hmm. of sleep, or... Mm-hmm your medication that you're on causes it as a side effect. Like all of those things cause low libido or change your libido. That's so true. if it's, if it's stress, sure. Sit down, have a conversation that may help to ease into your day. But if it's those other things, then you got to think about how you're managing those other things. And that has nothing to do with your partner. See, and I disagree. I think um, you are correct. It, it, you know, it could be all these other stressors in your life or situations in your life. But you have to have someone that you can sit with and share. Sometimes some women only have girlfriends and yay raw for them. But if you have a husband and you have a relationship and you can talk about things, that's where you need to start talking. Because I think then men are, they get to know you better. They get to realize what your interests are. And, and if it ends up you're talking to him and it's about a medication you're taking, then it's good to share that and he can encourage you. I think maybe we need to get to the doctor and, and those types of things. I don't, well, sure. I don't say that it's a woman that has to always take the initiative, but I'm saying if you're smart, if you know that you need someone to share with, if you know you want more sex or better sex, then why not start guiding it? Well, I absolutely think that communication is key because if you have a low libido, yes, then you definitely need to clue in your partner exactly. that, Hey, it's not, it's has nothing to do with you. This is my physical symptoms. I'm right. having this issue. That's right. So when you come at me, it's not a rejection. I just am in a state of, I don't want it. Yeah. And, and 
I'm trying to f- figure out why. So yeah. then yeah. you can dive into all of those reasons why, Yeah, but yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to like make it about, well, and here's the thing. There may be troubles in your relationship that right. cause this as well. Yes. That's if absolutely you're, right. If you aren't on the same page, if you're struggling, if things are, if you're angry about se- like all of those things can have a factor in how sexually aroused you are and, and where your sex drive is and your ability to climax, even if you are having sex um, with your partner, because maybe you're just pissed off. Like Absolutely. it could be, it could be that it could be financial issues. It right. could be, you know, there's relationship issues where, and, and that does have to do with your partner when you're in a relationship issue and that is causing it that uh-huh. for sure yeah. it resonates, but you may also have had trauma in your life around sex mm-hmm. that you're dealing with that has nothing to do with the partner that you're with mm-hmm. it has everything to do with the trauma or traumatic experience that happened to you yeah. at some point. That's true. But, and, but wouldn't that be- stuff you got to work out with a therapist, that's stuff you got to work out on your own. Your, your partner may be able to support you, okay, but they're not part of that journey. Um, I see what you're saying. Um, you know, I understand all that, but sometimes maybe that's exactly what you need is for you to share with your partner and for them to share with you. And, uh, you both grow stronger and closer through that. But sometimes you have a low libido and you're not in a relationship. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and that there is no partner to uh-huh. help you, uh-huh. you know, like that's, so you've got to look at like all the angles of why your sex right. drive is what it right. is and right. what the situation you're in is because mm-hmm. it, it's less about your partner and more about you. Right. This is, this is, you know, yeah, your partner's there to support and hear about it and you need to communicate more, but mm-hmm. you also probably need to get more sleep. Yes. That's which has nothing true. to do with your partner. You need to manage your stress which is nothing to do with your partner. You know, like there's, there's things that, that are, it's all, it's you. I, I, I know what you're saying, but if you become one, doesn't it make sense that you would, wouldn't it help to be able to share with that other part of you? (laughs) Um, if you have another part of you, right. But if you don't, then, then counseling is great. And girlfriends are great. Yeah. Even if you do, you still might need counseling and girlfriends. Sure. 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 So let's, let's talk about how we figure out if we have low libido anyway. Okay. So it must be more technical than I realize. There is technique to it. There okay. is a technical aspect to it. Um, so it's arousal, right? And right. with arousal comes um, heat. Yes. So there is a test that you can do with your physician that m- heat maps your genitalia to tell you if you are aroused to an optimal level or you're not getting arousal. Mm-hmm. So, so if you can't figure it out yourself, which listener, I'm sure, you know, when you're on and when you're off, but if you wanted some science around it, there is a test that you can take. And I just, um, saw this on another documentary, um, where they did have people take this test because 
they they wanted to set a bar. Um, they were trying to look at other things. But anyway, it was very interesting that this exists. And they did this test with, um, originally they did this test with um, athletes, college athletes, to test what um, factors nutrition played on arousal and and how how much your your nutrition had to do with your libido Mm -hmm. and they found that and this is insane um i can't remember the exact percentage but it was like uh your diet whether if you are an omnivore where you're eating meat you were at like a a 12 percent but if you were plant-based you had a 200 percent really of sex drive. So there was so much to do with what you're eating and how aroused you became that then they, the test that I was looking at was, um, was a test between the, they were also looking at plant-based. So before they started this, um, diet, they tested and then they went to, and they were looking at healthy, healthy omnivore diet versus a plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. to see the difference in arousal. Mm-hmm. So that's why they were doing this. But this test actually exists because scientifically you can see the impact on lifestyle changes to your arousal. Okay. So this is what I'm saying. It has nothing to do, like in most cases, yeah, sure, your partner's there, but this is like a physiological, this is your physical being it has everything to do with your libido. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can go get this test. Your your physician can do an examination, but it's a pelvic exam, exam which really doesn't tell them jack about your sex drive. Mm-hmm. So they're going to ask you questions and they're going to do, you know, questions on a survey and give you kind of a, yep, you're here. But really, if you want to get down to the brass tacks of it, you can go have this heat test done. Okay. To see if you're at a normal level of arousal or if you're under. Okay. Um, but in most cases, let's face it, you know, when you're not aroused and and how often that is. And a lot of that happens in menopause because of our hormone changes Mm -hmm. just, but add, add all of the external stuff onto hormone changes and you've got a big whammy, which is probably way different than mom, what you experienced when you were going through it. Mm -hmm. Because today there's so much more upon us than there was generation back a generation. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the generation before, like your mother's generation didn't know they were living in a totally different world than you were living in. Mm-hmm. So I think there's like, I know there's differences in generational like experience in this. Right. Because we also know more because we've been inundated with sex. Right, right. You know? So uh, where porn was a seedy, like, back alley, like, in a secret room thing back in the day, now you can watch porn on TV. Mm-hmm. You just have to stay up after 10. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> watch watch Cinemax all night long. But you know what I mean? Like, it's so different. It is different. 
and and not to discount what you were saying about how to like be with your partner and get yourself into a state of arousal, but there's so much more to it too than just that communication piece and mm-hmm. spending time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you want to know what we can do? Yes, I do. <laughs> so balance your hormones is one. Okay. But you, and, and find a way to do that, whether it's naturally or um, with hormone replacement, but get them balanced. That'll help you out because that's what triggers libido is your hormones. Okay. Um, sleep. Uh, here's your four. Sleep, stress, management, exercise, and nutrition. There you go. Okay. Boop, boop. That is for everything, everything that we talk about. I, I don't think there's any topic health-wise that we're going to talk about, which those are not going to be your top things to do. Okay. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Communication. So communicating more is absolutely up there in the top. That's what you were talking about. Like having a little more communication. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also um, counseling and specifically with sex therapists, mm-hmm. people who can teach you new tricks to get you aroused when you're in a state of low arousal. Um, there's medication. There's actual female Viagra. Did you know that? Uh-huh. You did? Yes. <laughs> Have you used female Viagra? No. <laughs> But I got friends in high places. Yes. <laughs> no. Good, no. I, and I've only heard about that recently. But yes. And it was like, are you kidding me? I wonder what that is. But I haven't investigated it at all. <laughs> so it's a topical cream. Huh. It's a topical cream. And I will say this. They also did that heat test to test the validity of female Viagra. And let me tell you, friends, it was crap. It was crap? <laughs> so. Yeah, it didn't work like didn't work. they thought it would work. Okay, okay. At least not as much as they thought it would work. Um, but there's a whole study behind it. You can go look it up. Um, but yeah, female Viagra. What the hell? Yeah. Um, well, maybe they'll perfect yeah. it someday. Maybe. But if they see, put enough energy into it. But maybe they should study menopause first. Yeah, true. True. Because that's a big, deep situation. Um, yeah. And, and women, I think, don't typically need, let's uh, see, I, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I was going to say it does. They don't need the arousal that men would need, I would think. Well, we do now. <laughs> I, w- I would say that right now we do. Like Gen X women who are in perimenopause right now, I guarantee you everybody would be like, yeah, I need help. Mm-hmm. Okay. In whatever way that is. Yeah, yeah. Because most of us are like have low libidos Mm -hmm. because there's also pain that comes with menopause and vaginal pain. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if you're in pain, you're not, you're not around, you're not going to, you don't want to have sex. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's where things like lube and your Kegels exercises come in. Mm -hmm. Like you need, you know, you need to find a way to boost your pelvic health Mm -hmm. that way. Um, there's also supplements you can take for sex drive. Mm-hmm. And those are your, here, I'll just name them off real quick. Ginkgo biloba, maca, ginseng, L-arginine, 
black cohosh, DHEA, um, all of those supplements will help with increasing libido for you ladies out there who are interested in a natural way besides topical Viagra. <laughs> but I think there's, there's a couple things that are different, right? There, that go along with what you were saying. One is finding time together that creates joy and happiness that leads to arousal. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're talking about. Like sitting down and talking, having dinner, going for a walk, if that's what does it for you, then that's what does it. Maybe it's go into a cooking class together for mm-hmm. dinner. Mm-hmm. So you're enjoying each other's company. Um, it could be whatever activity is. Maybe you're hikers, maybe mm-hmm. going for a long hike. And that mm-hmm. does it. I mean, there are a lot of people who like to get it on in nature. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> it happens. Well, I'm sure it does. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, a something on my bucket list about that. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I always thought it would be great to go to the beach and have a little secluded area and make love with someone on the beach, someone that you love. <laughs> Did you see that in a movie? No. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably there. <laughs> That was cute. <laughs> what movie was it, huh? <laughs> Tell me. Uh, well, it. there's been there's been a few. There's a uh, famous one from back in the day that was filmed in Mexico, uh, in Puerto Vallarta. Oh. Um, which was like a it was like a I don't can't remember the name of it, but uh why can't I remember anything? Thank you, menopause. Yes. <laughs> um, it was like the creature from the deep or something like that, where they like um of uh, uh, what was no from here to eternity was that oh. one too that had a beach sex scene that they could they could be honey because i know they filmed a very famous movie with famous stars in it down there I, um i i never really paid attention to know which movie it was when i was there they mentioned yeah, there's that a, there's lots of movies of people having doing it on the beach okay <laughs> with the surf coming up over them and <laughs> So, so this is your, this is not a bucket list. This is a, a fantasy. Oh, so maybe, <laughs> but maybe it is a bucket. Well, I mean, it is your bucket list because you want to do it, but right, how are right. you going to do that? that seems... <laughs> I don't know, but if I figure it out, I'll let you know. <laughs> but if you yeah. hear that I'm going to the beach, <laughs> going on a vacation with, with a beach, guy, with a guy, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be high on my priority list. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I don't know about that. I don't know that I need to hear about that. I know. Let me tell you something. There are a lot of things that um, I think men don't know about sexuality. Yeah. (laughs) I think they are just uh, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. They don't put it all together. Yeah. Um, Dare I say duh? What was that? I said, dare I say duh? Yeah. On that one. (laughs) So I think... um, and I don't know how you would go about all this. I know you can watch this stuff on TV, but I'm not so sure a man getting real involved in porn is a good idea. But there are things that, uh, you know, touch that men can do to a woman and that, that really sets her off. And I know that many people have no idea about that. I would say yeah. probably 80% of the men don't know. They haven't been taught any more than we women have. 
And yeah. I think if you, if there's a way, maybe you, you read some little pamphlet together and talk about that um, because I had no idea and I didn't mm -hmm. know what was happening when it happened. And yeah. Um, so. Well, I have lots to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. You're like your mother. <laughs> well, I, I agree with that. So yes, there, I think there's even a movie about that. Finding the G spot in there. What'd you call it? Finding the G spot. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, but... maybe that's the, maybe that's the title of this podcast. Yeah. Finding the G spot. No. Um, but that is important, honey. Oh, it's so important because I... otherwise we can't get off. Like, uh, yeah, it takes a lot for a woman to get off because you got to find the right spot. You got to yeah. find the right repetitive situation Absolutely. to like build up the tension and the, and the blood work, you know, like your blood has to build up. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes into yeah. um, arousal and climaxing for that matter. But yes. yeah, you gotta, you gotta find the spot. That's I'll, right. I, I'll imagine most women listening to this have found their own spot. Oh, you think they have? I, well, my generation, yes. I think that women have definitely found their own spot more than you think. Mm -hmm. Because my generation grew up with having, like, in our 20s, we were having sex toy parties. Yeah. You know, where you go and, like, somebody teaches you about all these different toys and you can, like, buy a sex toy and... Like all these lubes and different things available to like turn it on. Like that was huge in the nineties. Huh. Huge. Sex I, toy parties, early two thousands. Yes. I went to tons of them. I never got invited to one of those. Well, <laughs> hello. You thought the sleep you thought the sleeping together meant you like got in bed and actually slept with them. <laughs> well, I knew it was and more I, than that. <laughs> By 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 the nineteen nineties you did, but <laughs> oh but gosh. I, I do think there's something to educating Absolutely. your partner Absolutely. or knowing yourself where your spot is. You really gotta know that so that you can tell somebody else um where what does it and what doesn't do it. You know? Yeah. yeah. There's all sorts of foreplay is an art. Yes, it is. Because it's not, for women, it is not about penetration. It uh -huh. is the foreplay uh -huh. that gets us off. Penetration is whatever. Mm -hmm. But yes, it is all about everything else. And men are not taught that. And I'm sure that would be a difficult class to teach. Um, with a lot of giggles and a lot of smirks and jokes and, right. you know, whatever. But... But one of um, the most important ones you could teach. Yeah, the most important. Mm -hmm. So I would highly recommend if anybody doesn't know about sex and you want to know more about sex, buy the guide to getting it on. I don't even know if it's published anymore, but it looks, the cover of it looks like a 70s, like, you know, animated porn. Okay. But there's some real good information in there. Well, I would suggest that every pastor that's marrying couples buy a stack of those and give them away because I Did think <laughs> I know that I didn't mean anything to be funny I'm serious yeah, could you imagine your pastor giving you the guide to getting it on be like, here here's your here's your you know couple's bible and the guide to getting it on yeah. <laughs> just in case 
case. <laughs> no, it's true. They need nobody else is talking about it. Um, and some of the guys that talk about it in the locker rooms don't know what they're talking about. No. And so oh, no. if you had something that you could highly recommend as a, a tool to bring you closer and um, completing that whole act, I think it's great. Yeah, well, it starts with like using the proper terms. Like, yes. why can't people just say penis? Yeah, exactly. Why, you know, <laughs> we just gave we just gave our nephew a T-shirt that says "Don't touch the danger noodle." <laughs> <laughs> I wondered if that's what you were insinuating. <laughs> oh yeah, that that kid likes to show his junk. Oh yeah. So yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think that, I think that it starts simple, right? Like saying vagina, saying the words, like not making it my flower. Don't give your flower away. Well, who <laughs> hell has a flower? Like that's not. Yes, yes, yes. Georgia O'Keefe loves that reference. I'm sure um, she does. <laughs> but, you know, it's, I think it starts with, you're right. It starts with education. It starts with like using proper terms, getting real about. Right, right sex but but being this sexual drive this libido that we are dealing with i think that that is like that's something where we women have to be honest yes. with each other yes and stop faking stop it. faking it and come at, yeah because i mean yeah we all i guarantee you every woman on this planet can fake an orgasm <laughs> because you all have you know you have <laughs> when you're just not into it and you're like sure get on you know, <laughs> oh, you know? oh that's great <laughs> um you can you can definitely when harry met sally it and oh, totally yes i remember it. that in the restaurant <laughs> yes yes but we need to stop faking it we need to stop well at least to each other let's be yeah, honest and be yeah. like i'm not having sex every day right Absolutely. Right now, I'm topping out at two times a week. Yeah. So there you go. That's honest, available information uh -huh. that I'm putting out there. But it's because I'm I'm I have to like really work myself up into it because I'm in perimenopause. Uh huh. That's right. And it makes a difference. But I'm just putting it out there so you know that it's okay to talk about this with. Your girlfriends or mm -hmm. your mom in this case. Yes. Because, well, here we go. And apparently Travis's mom, because she listens to this too. So. Oh, dear. Pam. Sorry, Pam. Oh, hi, Pam. Um, but, you know, it's just like, I think that we need to start being real with yeah. each other about it and yeah. stop trying to be these like wonder women who are like, oh, yes, we have sex every single day mm. or shit. Because there's no way no. you, no. you find a time in your day to do that. You're probably, you know, not eating or, you know, but there's something <laughs> that you're not doing. Um, but, you know, I think it just, and, and we have to stop holding each other to these ridiculous standards mm -hmm. and stop making it about, and I'm sorry, but stop making it about your partner. Start taking care of you. So that you can perform and find it pleasurable again. And thank God you and I are I, courageous enough, I guess, to talk about it on air uh -huh. and, and at least start the conversation. Because, mm -hmm. sheesh, 
what I wouldn't have given to know all this stuff before my 50s. Well, me too, honey. You know? But I'm afraid that that's the way it is with everybody. It instead have to of, be. Instead of being made aware of something they didn't even know. I don't think my mother had a clue either. Of and, course not. Yeah. Well, but that's, I'm saying like going forward, can we raise our daughters with a little more information? Mm -hmm. Could we say, Hey, I'm going to tell you about what your, what your vagina is. Let's uh -huh. look. That's right. That's right. Take the stigma out of it. Yeah. You know, like we all get really embarrassed and giggling and about things like oh my gosh I don't want to look at that vagina but it's like it's okay because mm -hmm. we all have one mm -hmm. and better to know yourself and I, I mean I watch this I watch a lot of documentaries and a lot of things about yeah. different medical things <laughs> but I watched a show once where they were um they sat this woman down in front of a mirror and the therapist was like will you just look at yourself just look at yourself like, mm -hmm. see, like, where are your parts? Mm -hmm. What do you look like? Mm -hmm. You know, just to know yourself a little bit more. Because honestly, I bet you half the women in here have never looked at their vagina. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like this discussion needs to have audience participation. This is like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, like, like, if we actually were in a crowd and people were listening to this, I'm sure we could be like, show of hands, ladies. Uh -huh. How many of you have looked at your vagina? Uh -huh. Like, pull up a mirror and look at it. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, you know, like, I bet, I bet your waxer has seen your vagina more than you have. <laughs> well, I know this is a weird topic and it is like what it is, but... And I know we all have differing views on it. Obviously, your views are a little different than mine. <laughs> but I think to talk to the to the women, so we actually have the ability to impact going forward the discussion around sex drive and what we can do and share your techniques. Share your like I just shared mine. So feel free to share your own. Like help a sister out. Mm -hmm. Like if someone's like, man, I'm struggling be like, okay, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Tell me how you're going about it. Like, mm -hmm. what's, you know, what are you feeling? When is the moment, you know, like, because we're all so different, but we can all learn from each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all we can hope for. Mm -hmm. And hopefully then it gets better. Right. That's the whole purpose. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have some thoughts brewing that you want to share. <laughs> I think I won't share them, <laughs> but um, I do have a lot of thoughts, you know, just experiences in my life. And when I look back at my husband, the last husband I had, um, and, and, you know, it's different with everyone, but I think we had both lost our spouses Mm -hmm. And we, uh, I had gone through menopause and that was behind me. And um, you, you think differently about all that stuff and you experience things differently. And we didn't have children we were raising and we didn't work. And eventually I had quit my job and he was retired, mm -hmm. but it was, it was wonderful. Um, 
we made more time for each other. We had time, so we could. And mm -hmm. our whole thing for those few years that we were married was we just played. You know, we just played. And uh, our entertainment was to get on the motorcycle and disappear. Oh, okay. I'm glad you said that because I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm like, we're talking about sex. And you're like, what <laughs> you got to be specific, lady. Okay. <laughs> so stay, anyway. Stay on topic. Stay on topic. Oh, I, I am. <laughs> so it, uh, you know, it was great. Now, I can't say that for everybody. And I, you know, our health was good. At least we thought. Um, so all those different little things make a difference on how you handle and what pleasure you get from that sexual act you know it, and our health is such big but anyway um well did you maybe i should ask this did you see like once you had reached menopause which ladies menopause is the day uh <laughs> that you no longer have a menstrual cycle right so that is what menopause is and then anything prior to that is peri anything after that is post-menopause. So uh -huh. once you're in post-menopause, did you see a change? Like, did your hormones even out? Did you see your libido increase again? Or was it always a challenge after that? No, my libido increased again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, um, you know, and again, all the factors that are involved with that. Um, and I, I think, I think one thing I have realized um is that as you get older, you are still interested in sex. Now, some people would say that's not true, but um, as you get older, you want it. You want uh, to feel loved. You want that sensation. Um, it doesn't die off. Now, I'll tell you someday if it finally does, but <laughs> it's very much, you know, when I think of being with someone, it's like, oh, I miss that. I miss that a lot. And, um, and it's just as great, I, I guess. Again, it's probably what you make it. Mm -hmm. But uh, and you learn new things, different things. Than yeah, I I would be interested in um, hearing about anyone who's gone to a sex therapist. So, ladies, if you if anyone's gone to one, let me know because I find that very intriguing. Because sometimes you do need new techniques. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would right. say that the the way I experience sex now is different than what I did in my 20s, obviously. But when I was in a good position and was having good sex in my 20s, I think that it's different than what it is today. Mm -hmm. More, I'm more informed about me. Yes. That's so I know secret. what, yeah, I know what works and what doesn't. And uh -huh. It's like I can quickly say, oh, that's not working for me. Uh -huh. Move along. Uh -huh. <laughs> Next, try something else. <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, but I also think that uh, I'm married, so we are more aligned and more, right. um, we just know each other more. Yes, yes. So, and we're more invested in knowing each other more. Right. So it's not, so that's different. Yeah. And there's no or shame or. You know, it's just... Yeah, I think this this whole issue comes down to shame, uh -huh. right? Like we shame each other into uh -huh. feeling like we're not enough or feeling like 
we're not doing it right or we're not normal uh-huh. when well, well, we in all act- yeah and in all actuality we are all normal like mm-hmm. having a waning libido on again off again that's normal yeah absolutely there's nothing wrong with that or you mm-hmm. um you know we just need to write this story you know yes. like it's not it's not a you're not weirdo because you're not, a, you know, you don't want sex all the time. This is right. normal. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. If you happen to be married to an infomaniac. Then well, you're lucky. Then, <laughs> or, or bless your heart, sweetie. You got a lot to deal with. Yeah, you know, like, that's right. Have him take some cold showers. Or, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it's good to, 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 to think about it and to look at it from all angles because uh-huh. there's no right or wrong in it. Right. So, um, yeah, so many things. Any last things you want to say before we get off here? I mean, you, you could share a story if you really want. <laughs> oh, I can't think of any right off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You got to participate. You got to be an active participant in the podcast, Sherry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't I know? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this one. Maybe I've actually told you before. Um, my sweet little stepmother, Dottie, um, after Bob had passed, and uh, I would be out there with her and our our days uh kind of came down to we'd get up in the morning we'd start drinking coffee on the veranda watching the sun come up over the mountains and we would be there at noon still drinking coffee and talking and laughing we had the best times and one time she said something to me about um if i would get married again and i said oh i have no idea i said "I, i don't think about that and she said well you know honey she was always like honey um, you can get little toys that would uh, be nice for you. And I'm looking at her and I know she probably thought, why, why is she looking at me like that? And my thought was, what? What What'd she know about toys? Mm, Dottie. <laughs> and, oh, she, it yeah. just shocked me. <laughs> and she said, well, I think you should do that, honey. <laughs> yeah. So Dottie was probably the most, tuned on or tuned in person I've ever known. Yeah, I bet you're probably right. (laughs) Yeah. I see what you're saying. (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure Dottie had a couple of eyebrows. You know, like she wasn't afraid to like be herself. Yeah. 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 Bless her heart. God. (laughs) Oh, she really was. Had so many good times with her. Miss her a lot. But think of it like, so she was like really like very forward thinking as a woman of her generation. Yes. Yes. And think if she had, if she had been the one you had had to talk with, you know? Yes. Like if she had been your mom at that time. Yeah. Think about how different the information would have been. That's true, honey. And how much more free you might have felt. Uh Uh-huh having been given that information because uh-huh. she would have given it. Yes. Yes. And she had divorced by then. And, you know, mm-hmm. she talked to me a lot about uh, the sadness of all that. And yet the beauty of all that. And uh, the fact that she was now with my father and um, how they loved each other and 
Um, yeah. She felt so fortunate to have him. And, and he was the same way. You know, he, mm-hmm. he found a woman that uh, wanted his attention and loved yeah. him. Well, they were free spirits together. So true. I'm sure. That's true. I'm sure. That was good for both. Uh-huh. Well, anyway. All right. I think we've wrapped up our libido. I think that's good. Conversation. And unless yeah. you want to share something about yourself. <laughs> no, then, nope, um, I'm just fine. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, you know, this has been another exciting episode. Of- yes, it has been. <laughs> Sex talks with my mom. (laughs) (laughs) All too late. (laughs) Yeah, all too late. Thank God I have the guy to get in it on. That's right. (laughs) Yes, yes. That's. uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna start passing that out to everybody I know that gets married. Okay, I think that's good. Let's just uh, let's put a pamphlet together. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, you've been gifted with this book Uh for one purpose only. Yeah. You think Uh, they would read it? They would delve into it for sure. Oh my gosh, I dove into it and read it to my friends. Yeah, like, sure. Go around the parties and read it. Sure. Yeah, this is the best thing. Best I, book I ever. That's how you get information out there. That's the written word. Yep. Or a podcast. Just like ah, this. yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's a wrap for us. So, uh, listener, get get, get ready because the year is only just begun. That's right. <laughs> It's only going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Look out. All right. Well, we'll chat at you later. All right. Ciao. Ciao. Thanks for joining us. We hope to see you again next time for Things Mom Never Said, Secrets to Aging Well. We'll be back, so set your calendars, set your alarms, get ready, get set, follow, subscribe, and don't miss a beat.